Percy, I know there's an awful lot of discussion today regarding self-care anxiety management, particularly within the cancer community. What say you about this? Well, it's interesting, my friend, that you would even ask this question. You know, uh, anxiety means to worry, nervousness, or unease about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. This describes the last three years, quite frankly, of, of our world with COVID, you know, with job losses and now inflation, mm-hmm. not to mention a cancer reevaluation doctor's visit. Wow. Anxiety is very, very real. And in many cases, some may not even be aware of its impact. Let's unpack this discussion further today, my friend. Yes, and you're going to unpack it with your very own wife, Anita. So stay Mm. tuned. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. Information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome, everyone, to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope. I'm Wayne Shepherd, but most importantly today, the third member of this conversation will be Anita, Percy, your own wife is going to join you too. Now, not the first time she's been with us on the podcast. Though. No, she's she's getting pretty comfortable behind the microphone here. So, <laughs> and she's knowledgeable as well, which is really she important. Is, she is, yeah. and of course, we're we're gonna you know, as we always attempt to be to be transparent and organic and 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 share from our vantage point and our perspective and. And, and we're going to bring some of that to this discussion around anxiety, particularly with regard to reevaluation as a cancer patient. Okay, well, take us behind the scenes of the conversation with Anita, because this is something the two of you were talking about as husband and wife, and you decided it would be helpful for everyone to, to learn from the well, conversation. Exactly. It first started with I overheard a comment that she made, I believe, to uh, one of her family members on the phone. And and she said, you know, well, yeah, Percy had a little anxiety. I could tell that he was a little mm-hmm. anxious before you know, he went back to his doctor's visit. And so then uh, I asked her, I said, well, babe, you know, what what did you notice and see? And she's like, well, here's some things that I thought that I picked up on. And I said, are you sure? She said, no, I, I have, a, I really do believe that there is a bit of anxiety. Yeah, that wives are like that, aren't they? Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and I've, you know, I've been married long enough and, and I have enough wisdom that when my wife says she's seen something or she's observed something, she's, she's coming from a very, because wives as they should be a partner, she's, she's not telling me what I want to hear. She's telling me <laughs> yeah, what I need to yeah, hear. Exactly. You know, I, I, right. I have millions of people that listen to me and talk to me and say, I love you and you're great. And you're this. And she's like, yeah, go take out the trash okay (laughs) well she's going to tell all of us something we need to hear today when we get to the conversation in just a few moments here on health hope and inspiration thank you by the way for listening this time around and always listening we have so many new uh, people who have subscribed to the podcast we're very grateful Mm -hmm. for our our new folks and our veteran listeners as well so go to health hope and inspiration.com and click on subscribe if you haven't done that already And when you go to the website, would you take a few moments to consider the question that we're posing this week to you? Percy, do you want to tell us what's on your heart and mind of a question? Absolutely. And the question for today would be, what types of anxiety, what types of anxiety have you had to confront and address and how did it impact your life? And again, we, we won't use anyone's name or anything like that, but what types of anxiety have you had to confront 
and address and how did it impact your life. Okay. Go to healthhopeandinspiration.com, click on the tab Connect, and then uh, do us the honor of answering the question this week, if you would. As someone in Rock Island did when they were listening uh, some time ago, the question that time around was, have you ever found beauty during the hard challenges and negative circumstances? And this listener in Rock Island, Illinois, said, yes, I have. My cancer journey helped me to find the beauty of humility. I had to come to terms with previously being a bit arrogant, self-sufficient, one who took tremendous pride in pulling himself up by his own bootstraps kind of guy. But cancer reduced me to needing to allow others to assist and help me when I was not able to do it for myself. The lesson I learned is we all should be our brother's keeper to some degree, and that is a beautiful thing to experience when you think it's only because of you. Wow. Very insightful. Huh? I could I could tell that's a guy who's writing that. Absolutely. And I love it because it's 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 a you know, it's a confession of sorts, if you will, with regard to understanding and learning some things that I would imagine probably has shifted and changed his life. Thank you so much from Rock Island, Illinois. for yep. that. And thank you for all the responses. We we don't get to read all of them on the route. <clears throat> and thank you for your responses. We don't get to read all of them here in the program, but uh, we certainly read them all. And we really appreciate your your participation with us. Percy, you want to open with scripture? I do, and and I'm going to read a quick proverb that's going to summarize very well uh, uh, this conversation. Actually, there's going to be a couple of conversations that's going to come out of this topic, and it's uh, Proverbs 12, verse 25, that says this, Worry weighs a person down, an encouraging word cheers a person up. So we're going to talk about today about anxiety and worry. Great. Have you ever wanted to find answers to your cancer-related questions with Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center for Alexa? Now you can. The Cancer Center for Alexa Skill is a voice-activated question and answer tool, empowering users to ask Alexa questions they may have about cancer or services available at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope. The skill can answer over 800 questions on more than 40 different cancer types, symptoms, risk factors, and treatment options. To access the tool, you or anyone you support can simply say Alexa Enable Cancer Center to any Amazon device. You can also access this tool on any smartphone by downloading the Alexa app. Look for the Cancer Center for Alexa skill when you use this online service. All right, let's get inside the home now of the McCrays as Percy sits down with his very own wife, the beautiful Anita. Well, hey, 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 I'm back with you today with another episode, and today I have my darling, precious wife with me uh, to talk about a very important topic and subject that basically came out of a discussion uh, that took place between the two of us. You know, after coming back from a a very restful vacation, uh, my wife had commented to me that we had not gone on a vacation in the last four years. And I hadn't really thought about it, and it was a it was a very like like oh yeah aha kind of moment, and primarily because of the fact that um, as many of you know and been listening to the show, I was diagnosed with early stage colon cancer, uh, you know, and then COVID shortly hit right after my diagnosis, which was July 2019. I was diagnosed, and then I had surgery, had a third of my colon removed, and uh, and then shortly thereafter COVID hit. And our only travels that were taking place basically for three months were doctor visits going back and forth, you know, for over a three-year period of time. 
And, and so after my most recent doctor's visit, my wife also said to me when we returned that she noticed that I was a bit anxious prior to my evaluation. And I have to be honest with you folks, uh, I was not conscious or cognizant of that whatsoever. Uh, but any of us who have been married over an extended period of time, uh, we all know that nobody knows you better than your spouse. That's for sure. And so with that being said, uh, you know, she brought that to my attention and uh, and I had to really think about that and, and give some thought to that. So it made me think about the dynamic of evaluation anxiety as it pertains to cancer survivorship, because that's where I am now in my, in my journey. Uh, I am not actively treating. Uh, I am now on the path in the pursuit of survivorship. And typically, uh, the word survivor is not used until you are five years out. So I'm on my road of recovery to survivorship, um, now celebrating my third year anniversary. Um, but it made me really think about evaluation anxiety as it pertained to that journey. And not only for the cancer patient, but also uh, anxiety that pertains to caregivers. So I wanted to do a show that basically addressed this dynamic today. And so joining me for this conversation, as I said earlier, is my wonderful and beautiful wife, and she's my caregiver, Anita. And she's going to help uh, unpack this topic today. So, sweetie, how you doing? I'm doing very well, and um, I'm looking forward to today's discussion as we dive into this forbidden world of anxiety and distress. I'm so proud of you, proud of you for bringing this to light. And as people of faith, we should always be able to talk about what God wants for us in in our relationship uh, to bring anything and um, especially our troubles um, to light and to him. Well, it's interesting. And again, you know, as I've said on many occasions, uh, I am not exempt uh, and none of us are from uh, some of the things and dynamics that take place in our lives just as human beings. And I think it's important as a, a caveat and a disclaimer. I think that the time has come for the, the community of faith uh, to be a little bit more open and willing to discuss and and admit that, you know, we are touched uh, by the same things as anyone else, despite our faith in God and despite our relationship with God. And I know that there may be some, and I, I recognize this, and I want to say respectfully to those detractors who may want to say that as people of faith, you know, all we have to do is just pray and trust God and and we can just speak it all away. And, and, and on some level, that may be true. Uh, but the fact of the matter is that stress, anxiety, uh, dare I even say and use the bad word depression, uh, is and can be a reality even for people of faith. And I wanted to talk about that as my wife brought this to my attention and made it aware that uh, she noticed that I was experiencing some anxiety and, 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 and was displaying some things that suggested to her that I was in a bit of anxiousness mm -hmm. around uh, returning back for my most recent cancer visit. Right, sweetie? Uh, yeah, I did. Um, you were... And, and before you go into what you saw and noticed, uh, the first thing that I wanted to, to say with regard to that is that, again, let's have an honest conversation with ourselves and you do the same with, with your loved ones. And it does not mean that we are not people of faith. It doesn't mean that we're not trusting God. It doesn't mean that we don't have the power of the Holy Spirit working in us. But we may have to uh, stop, 
drop and roll, as they would say, when, you know, as the old fire prevention uh, slogan goes, that we may have to reevaluate and look at and be willing to talk about some things. So that being said, what did you notice uh, that led you to to suggest that I was anxious prior to uh, my last doctor's visit? (laughs) Well, there's there were a few things Um, being quiet, um, being more withdrawn. As you can tell, um, quiet is not one of the the normal things f- f- around the house. Okay. Um, Are you trying to say that I'm I'm a bit boisterous? <laughs> well, when it's just the two of us, okay. especially, okay. Um, we have great conversation, and that wasn't wasn't happening there. Our house was was a little bit somber, mm. um, and and you, I saw you being a little bit more withdrawn. Okay. Easily agitated. Hmm. I, I would hear you on the phone with people that you were dealing with, and I could tell. And and not you being agitated. Your your voice. They wouldn't be able to tell, but I could see from your expression that things were bothering you more. And the biggest thing that I noticed was, and you don't sleep a lot. You're you're one that doesn't require much sleep, but you weren't sleeping at all. And this concerned me quite a bit. And so this is something that I was making mental note of. Mm-hmm. And I know not to, especially as we get close to your evaluations and doctor visits, not to bother you because you have so much on your plate and so much on your on your mind. But I was making my mental notes to be ready to have these conversations. Well, uh, and let me say this. Uh, and, and, you know, I was not really conscious of that quite frankly i mean the big thing that that that's on the list that you mentioned uh which regard with regard to sleep uh i was aware of and i've actually talked about that uh on some previous episodes particularly after um i had a visit uh, when i went to the national religious broadcasters Mm -hmm. conference and i interviewed uh a medical doctor who wrote a book called Mm -hmm. sacred rest and and she gave me a copy and as we were interviewing, I actually got convicted by some of the things that she had outlined in that book. And if you haven't heard that episode, uh, it's with Dr. Sandra uh, Dalton. Uh, she's written a wonderful, unbelievable book that I think everyone uh, should get a copy of called Sacred Rest. And she outlined seven specific types of rest that we need that are sacred and important to us. And it really convicted me. And I told her, I said, as she was signing that book, I said, uh, she said, who should I sign this to? I said, you can sign it to me. I said, but as soon as I give it to my wife, she's going to look at me and say, I've been having this conversation with you and I've been concerned about this. And she said, well, maybe I should sign it to your wife. And I said, you probably should. So if Dr. Uh, Dalton is listening to this, Dr. Sandra is listening to this, she'll probably laugh. Uh, but the point that I'm simply making is that I, I certainly was aware of, you know, my sleep patterns and habits. But with regard to kind of being more quiet and withdrawn and, and on some level easily agitated, you know, when she said this, you know, when you said it to me, babe, that you noticed that there was you, you associated that with anxiety or being anxious uh, prior to this last recent doctor's visit. You know, it really made me stop and think and, and give some consideration to how is this kind of a global phenomenon, not necessarily the particular ways that I reacted uh, from an anxious or anxiety perspective about my next upcoming doctor's visit. But in general, you know, this as a dynamic for people who are dealing with cancer 
And then the other thing that came to my mind that that I thought was super uh, important, so I turned the tables and flipped the conversation around and said, well, what about you, you know, in terms of, of a caregiver? And so I thought about possible caregiver anxiety. And did you, as my caregiver, experience any anxiety related to my last upcoming doctor's appointment? And, and you had some things to say about that. And so what, what say you about your anxiety? Uh, I own minds. I own the fact that, that those were probably very true and, and needed to be and needed to be addressed and be mindful of. Uh, but, you know, did you uh, have any type of anxiety that was associated with as being my caregiver, my primary and only caregiver? Uh, and you do a very good job of that. And I thank you for for the caregiving that you have given to me. Um, were there any types of anxieties that was associated with my next upcoming doctor's visit that may have manifested with you personally as a caregiver? Well, I can honestly say that, yes, I did have um, I would. I would um, say it was a mental heaviness. Mm. A, I felt a weight um, over me, and um, that would cause me to have experience some physical and and mental fatigue. Okay, um, being more tired than usual. Um, didn't quite understand it until you go through it. Yeah, and. Um, so, so yes, I can absolutely say that um, I, I was feeling some anxiety F- having those, um, you know, being unsure and, and seeing you um, have a few symptoms that we weren't quite sure about yeah. and, and, um, and just uh, counting those days down till we visited the hospital. And, and what I appreciate about that, and, and of course, I, my intention is not it was not to put you on the spot in any way, but but you know let's have a frank conversation. And what we do on this platform, as those of you who follow the show, and I want to say thank you for those of you who subscribe and then pass the show along to others to consider, is we want to have real conversation, but we want to also offer you know solutions and helpful tips, which is what we promise to do with Health, Hope, and Inspiration about the cancer conversation and have a very open dialogue. So thank you, sweetie, for being willing to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you certainly didn't have to do so. Um, So with that being said, let's talk about it, guys. And and let's have some discussion about anxiety and cancer and and recurrence of cancer. Uh, You know, and as I've talked to several people who I know who are cancer patients, many of them have said, yeah, I think about it all the time. And particularly before it's time for me to go back for my next reevaluation, which was uh, our scenario most recently, you know, and uh, and was experiencing some symptoms, some and some symptoms that were concerning, and I weren't, I wasn't exactly sure what they were, but I knew that there was something else that was possibly going on. That also, you know, played a part in in some of the manifestations that uh, Anita just described that was being displayed as I was. We were preparing to go back to get this next evaluation, and this was a big one because, you know, depending on what would happen with this evaluation, it would help us to understand going forward where we are, where we were in this journey now coming up on the three-year mark. And so with that, yeah, I, I, I was thinking about it, and it was weighing on my mind for sure. But with that, um, I also found some online information written by the National Cancer Institute that relates to this topic. 
And the subject is, uh, the, the article is entitled, Helping Cancer Survivors Cope with Cancer-Related Anxiety and Distress. Now, let me say as a caveat, if, if there are those who are listening who say, as a believer, uh, I'm a person of faith, uh, I don't experience stress, you know, that's not an issue for me, uh, you know, I don't experience anxiety and depression, then I say, God bless you, and, and continue to do whatever it is that you do and are doing that does not allow you to experience that. But I'm going to put my hand up based upon what my wife said to me that apparently there was and has been an element of anxiety that I've worked through. I wasn't even really conscious of it, to be perfectly honest with you. And she's admitted to, and I think that there are a lot more of us that fall into this category than not. So we're going to talk about that. And if this does not relate to you, then continue to keep fighting the good fight of faith as you have and allow that uh, to be your testimony. But for those of you who have experienced and are experiencing anxiety and distress as it relates to reevaluation, recurrence, uh, I want to present some information uh, that was uh, facilitated uh, by the National Cancer Institute and is entitled Helping Cancer Survivors Cope with Cancer-Related Anxiety, dated April 30th, 2020. And, and allow me to read some of that commentary with some recommendations of possible things that one may be able to do to counter uh, anxiety and distress as, uh, if and when encountered. Again, if and when. If this is not pertaining to you, then this information probably is not for you. But for those of you that can relate to this, as was the case for me, here are some things I want to read. So uh, the, the article reads as follows, and we're going to put the link to this article so you can go back and find it in its entirety. Well, I want to start out by saying this reading this fear that the cancer will come back or recur is is a source of distress for many survivors. People often feel especially anxious when they are due for a scan or other follow up medical visit, a feeling that some cancer survivors has dubbed. And I want you to hear this. This is an interesting term, and I think it's a very real term called scanxiety, scanxiety. And again, having anxiety around needing to do your next set of scans, waiting to get a report, waiting to hear your pathology uh, results, what your doc has to say, can create an element of anxiety for individuals. And I certainly experienced that. The statement here is scans are likely revol uh, like a revolving door. Scans are like revolving doors, emotional roulette wheels that spin us around for a few days and spit us out. On the other side, wrote a cancer survivor by the name of Bruce Feeler in a June 2011 Time magazine article. He goes on to say, uh, we land on red, we're in for another trip to cancer land. If we land on black, we have a few more months of freedom. And I think that that describes a lot of, not necessarily all, uh, cancer patients and their experience. Uh, this uh, article in the National Cancer Institute goes on to say, and this is in quotations, fear of recurrence is the most common emotional difficulty that people tell us they have after they've completed cancer treatment, said Karen Sarjala, Ph.D., and I hope I pronounced her name correctly, a clinical psychologist at the Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center in Seattle. And while a certain amount of anxiety is normal, I hope that believers and people of faith are listening today. Doesn't mean that you're out the will of God. Doesn't mean that you're not trusting God. If you're experiencing a certain amount, uh, amount of anxiety, which this psychologist says is normal, 
for some survivors, it can become debilitating. And I think that that is an area that we need to be mindful of and not ignore. And of course, you know, we need to discuss this more in-depthly, and we certainly will. But due to time constraints, uh, Anita and I will stop right here for this segment. But don't worry, folks. We're going to come back and return with a follow-up segment next time to pick up and unpack the rest of this report. You really don't want to miss this. It's such good information. As well as offer some possible recommendations that one may choose to use along with one's faith practices for addressing cancer re-evaluation anxiety right here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. And how we look forward to part two of this conversation with Anita McRae here with Pastor P coming up next time on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. If you are concerned that you or someone you love may have cancer, consider reaching out to Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center, and reach out for personalized diagnostic services. Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers that treats the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, or contact a member of the team with questions about your diagnostic and treatment options. The number, 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-4673. Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, I'm so glad that uh, Anita joined you for the conversation today, Percy. I know there's much more to come but let's talk about what the two of you have already talked about here today. Yeah, it, you know, it was it was a it was a very normal kind of discussion that dovetailed from a statement that my wife made that made me stop and think. Uh, she said that, and for those that are listening, you know, I received uh, my last doctor's evaluation visit, and and I had a clean bill of health, thank God. Um, there was no evidence of disease after having a, a colonoscopy and an endoscopy because I was having some other dynamics going on with regard to um, swallowing hmm. uh, and, and, and that sort of thing. And so um, my doc, my GI did a thorough workup and he said, you know, everything looks good. You have a clean bill of health. Uh, but what I did not share in the interview, Wayne, that is important here is that, uh, you know, when they're doing your vitals before you actually uh, go in, uh, the nurse said, uh, she said, your blood pressure is a little bit high. She said, you're nervous, aren't you? You don't want to hear that, do you? <laughs> yeah, no. and, she, and she looked me right in the eye, and, and it stopped me dead in my tracks. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. And she said, no, I, I see it all the time. She said, you're, you're here doing your reevaluation. I can tell you yeah. your blood pressure is suggesting that maybe, you know, just a little anxious. And so yeah. out of that, you know, and I believe in, in being transparent and honest. Again, I'm... I am part of the cancer community, Wayne. And so uh, from that uh, and from the statement that my wife made to me, she said, yeah, uh, I thought that there was a bit of anxiety that that you were experiencing just prior to leaving to go back to have that doctor's appointment. And I didn't really realize I wasn't really conscious. Of, yeah, that was of my that. that was my question for you. She she saw it in you when you didn't realize it yourself. Interesting. It, 
Yeah, and because I'm a type A personality, you know, I'm a guy that believes in, uh, you know, staying busy. You know, I have a lot of work to do. I have many things that keeps me busy and occupied. So, you know, I'm just I'm just going through my tasks and I'm not really digesting or even thinking about, you know, maybe some some things that may have been displaying what can be interpreted as some type of anxiety. And again, no one knows you better than the person that you live with day in and day out. And and that's what really generated this conversation. And I said, this conversation needs to be brought uh, to this platform because if if I indeed was displaying some some signs of anxiety, there's probably more people out there that are doing the same thing, whether they're conscious or not. And and that's what this show is about to talk about and hopefully help people to work through and recognize that so that they're you know that they're not um, compromising their quality of life. Uh, or being debilitated in any way. And that's some of the things that came out of the uh, the document that we read yeah. uh, that basically, again, you know, anxiety around cancer reevaluation can get to a point where it can be debilitating mm-hmm. and it can really compromise your quality of life. And I don't think that was the case per se, but the fact of the matter is I did experience some, some, some sort of anxiety because again, this was the big, you know, follow-up test and, and, you know, what was going to happen after that, you know, because once you're going through, once you become a cancer patient, you know, you're, you're trying to get to that five-year mark. That's kind of the, the measuring stick to say that you are cancer-free. So I can't say that I'm cancer-free today. I can say that there is no evidence of disease. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the good news. And so, uh, but, you know, you're constantly thinking about it, Wayne. It, it weighs on you. It mm-hmm. sits in the, mm-hmm. over your head, you know, because sure. you're trying to get to that five-year mark, you yeah. know, and every time you feel a little pain or, you know, something, you know, it's like, hey, what is that? Uh, do I need to do something about that? So it's there. It's looming. And and and, and it can have an effect upon your, your emotions and, and, and anxiety can be a byproduct of that. Well, without asking you to become a marriage counselor, and I know you're a pastor, uh, <laughs> but, you know, someone's listening and maybe they don't have the kind of relationship with their spouse that you have with Anita. Uh, the two of you talked openly about it here today. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe they're not married. Maybe they don't have that that person yeah. close in their life that they can talk to about these things. What is your advice? That's a great question, Wayne. And so I would say, obviously, you know, who do you have in your life that you love and more importantly, that you trust? You know, my mom used to tell me many years ago, yeah, you can you can know a lot of people, but you only have a small number of true friends in your life. And and as I've aged, I've learned that that is so true. Who can you trust to sit down and maybe unpack some things with and share what's going on in your thinking uh, that that you may be willing to share with someone? And that, you know, and we've talked about this on some previous episodes about strategies on cancer communication that, you know, you would feel confident that they wouldn't divulge some things that you may share with them with others that may be bothering you, that may be creating a dynamic in you, and that that doesn't necessarily have to be a spouse. It'd be great if it could be, but sure. it could be a personal friend, you know, and of course, we're talking primarily to a faith community, um, you know, go have a conversation with your pastor and, yeah. and, and say, hey, pastor, I need to chat and I need to talk and unpack some things with you. Uh, I know that for a lot of people in the workforce, Wayne, you know, you have uh, what is called, I believe is EAP, where you can uh, uh, get free services of of talking to people around 
elements and aspects of stress in your life. There are people that, you know, third party companies that are connected to people's workforces where you can sit and unpack. It's sort of like a therapist, you know, of sorts that you maybe can have a conversation with and have sessions uh, that that will allow you to kind of have some discourse and open up and talk about some things that may be happening in your life. Yeah. And I don't think it's news to anyone that, um, <clears throat> and I don't think it's news to anyone that a spouse who has a diagnosis of cancer, that can bring pressure to a marriage that's already weak in many areas. And it's difficult to talk with your spouse about it, but this is something you've got to be honest with each other about. Well, it's ironic that you would say that, of course, we have a free resource on health, hope, and inspiration written specifically to this point of how cancer can, uh, how can cancer impact relationships. And so you are exactly right. And, you know, th- the good news is for the McCrae's, our relationship is strong, it's grounded. Mm-hmm. And and as a result, you know, it, it, it binds your hearts together. It brings you closer to one another. But it could, in theory and principle, have the adverse effect upon people and right. push people away from each yeah, other. Yeah, it doesn't and just you, happen. You have to work at it, don't you? You absolutely. And and again, in my particular case, and I want to be very transparent, I was not conscious of having anxiety. And when she, when my wife, when Anita brought it to my attention, I didn't just, you know, I I didn't just dismiss that. I was like, really? I did. And and I so then I asked her. I said, well, tell me what were some of the things that I was doing or displaying that that gave you that impression. And then, and when she went through that list, it was like, well, okay, yeah, I guess I could kind of see maybe that was associated with that. So I had to be honest and accept that. But what I gleaned from that was I appreciate the fact that she felt empowered that she could say that to me. Yes. And it wouldn't hinder or put any type of negative energy in our relationship because I need that feedback. And I need to hear that because many times you don't really see yourself. You really can't see yourself and you don't have that type of self-awareness. You need to allow someone to give you that perspective and point of view, and and it was helpful for me. It really, truly was. Well, again, we only heard part one of this husband and wife conversation today. Part two will happen next time you join us for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. So if you're not a subscriber, make sure that you subscribe now at the website healthhopeandinspiration.com so that you automatically get that upcoming program, part two of the conversation with Percy and Anita. That'll be ahead here in the program series. And, of course, uh, Anita was with us previously in the program, and all of these programs are archived, so you can go back and explore past programs as well mm-hmm. at, uh, at the archive at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Mm-hmm. Percy, thanks uh, to you, and thanks to Anita. Uh, I don't know if she's listening right now or not, but I know you can go home tonight and say thank you to her for, on our behalf. So do that, absolutely. please. Yeah, I will. I'll absolutely do that. And uh, I was grateful that she was willing to uh, share you know, from her perspective. And as well, she shared some of her anxiety also so she kind of fessed up in terms of how how that impacted her a little bit too so you know again remember cancer is not an individual sport i say it all the time it's a community disease and not only you but everyone around you particularly your caregivers also can potentially be impacted by that mentally and emotionally so uh but we're going to talk about just as a teaser you know some possible solutions of how people can offset anxiety around cancer re-evaluation and 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 provide some things that people may want to consider doing good and i should have mentioned this earlier but you can download seven scriptural ways to fight stress Mm -hmm. that has been put together from this conversation with percy and if you would like to download that you can do it right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com seven scriptural ways to fight stress a great resource yeah all right 
Let's conclude with that scripture you mentioned earlier. Well, we're going to conclude with Proverbs 12, verse number 25. And again, worry weighs a person down, and it's so true, but an encouraging word cheers a person up. And so today be reminded that there may be an element of stress or anxiety in your life, particularly with regard to a cancer re-evaluation or a cancer journey in general. Uh, We should not ignore this. We should not put our head in the sand. But remember, we do have resources and outlets, particularly from God's word and with his spirit and some other things that can help us to be empowered to work through that human emotion as we continue to fight the good fight of faith. And so until the next time, uh, I'm yours truly. Look forward to having the next conversation. Thank you, Pastor. Pastor Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, who says to us in his concluding word, Hey, remember, we've got work to do, so let's keep chopping the wood. Thank you for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific need. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.